Welcome to Household Six. We're three seasoned army spouses with over 30 years of combined experience. We have a desire to empower, encourage, and educate military spouses from all branches as we navigate the highs and lows of military life. We're your hosts, Margot and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Hey y'all, today we're going to be talking about decorating on base housing. We talked a little bit before if you lived on post or off post and, you know, it's going to depend whatever post you go to, what your decision is. But today we're just basically talking about not only how to decorate on post housing, but just rentals, how to make a rental space feel like home. When we first got married, I would always come in with the mindset like, oh, we're not going to be here long, so I'm not going to do much. And then I realized that that would mean that I would never have a nice looking house. The first thing I do, I will still have tons of boxes to unpack and I start hanging pictures on the wall because that makes it feel like home to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Our first place we ever lived as a married couple, we were only there. It was triple C. So we were there for six months and I hardcore decorated. I didn't want to live in a place that didn't feel like home. And I didn't really have much experience with army life yet or like other friends in this life so I didn't really know that people didn't even decorate temporary (laughs) housing like that so I was just putting holes in the wall everywhere hanging up all these pictures I was so excited to you know live together and be married and stuff and so I've just I've never not decorated if you know anything about me you know I like take home decor and stuff very seriously and get really into (laughs) it and I think each time we move I go a little more extreme with mm-hmm. like the wallpaper and the painting. Just keep up in the ante, I guess. I love it. We've talked about this is the first time that I've painted in military mm-hmm. housing. And I I went for the ask forgiveness, not permission approach because I think you're supposed to get your paint colors approved, but yeah. I didn't do that. But you just have to paint it back before you leave. My kitchen is like a peacock kind of color. It's and beautiful. Thank you. My bathroom is like a grass green. And those two rooms make me really happy because they're so nice and colorful. Yeah, I love that. Well, we actually bought the house that we live in now. So I went hardcore with the painting and the wallpaper here. But had I known that, and I know not everyone is going to agree with this, but had I known that painting was a pretty painless like experience (laughs) yeah I would have done it so much earlier I could have painted so many places like it really is not a big deal it's you know not that expensive you can really transform multiple rooms with a gallon of paint and so now I'm like next time we live on post I'm about to paint so much yeah I I paint while Brian's gone because I'm so like slapdash with it that it really stresses him out Um, yeah okay we're literally the same because my home projects give Alex so much stress he absolutely hates it and I just like try to do it while he's at work or gone and then clean Mm -hmm. up enough where like it's not that big a deal because Mm -hmm. you know you don't want your home to be a construction zone I totally get that and it's not like I'm a professional I just kind of like go for it and figure it out along the way so yeah yeah I can understand if you're the other person in the relationship that that has to be super annoying (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I hang all the pictures by just like eyeballing and you know then I'll move them so if you take that one down over there I'm sure there are three holes behind it oh absolutely (laughs) there's probably like five holes behind every single photo in my house because 
I don't want to measure and get it exactly right because I guarantee you I will be off on the measurements. So why bother going to all that extra work when I can't get the measurements right, when I could just eyeball it and it's a much more enjoyable experience. Yes. I hope my father never listens to this episode because he (laughs) will be full of rage. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, my... My mom's the same, and she painted and repainted our house mm. all the time. It would just be like, oh, I think the dining room would look better green, and then we'd go back to yeah, it. I love that. Yeah, my problem is a few months later, I'm like, you know what? Now I think it needs to be blue, and then I'll yeah. go get the blue paint. And Alex is like, can you just have a few months where you don't change everything about the house? And I'm like... No, I don't. I don't think I can actually. <laughs> Margot, you have all kinds of cute, eclectic things. Where do you shop? Thank you. Well, so much of my stuff is actually hand-me-downs from my family. Mm-hmm. Anything that's like old and from my family, I want it. And if it's not in good mm-hmm. shape, I'll clean it up. I'll spray paint it. You know, I like when you come in the pieces in my house to have a story and to know where I got them from. Now, that's not to say that I also don't shop at Target and Amazon and all those places, too. It's definitely a mix of old and new. If I'm buying something from Target, I try to buy wallpaper or something like really obscure. I don't want you to come in my house and it just look like you're walking into Target. Oh, my God. I sound like Phoebe Buffay <laughs> where she's like, I hate Pottery Barn. It's all the same. And I, that's not what I mean. It's just my style is very colorful and eclectic and vintage inspired and like very inspired my by my two grannies they were both very into decor and changing things up absolutely I had to stop thrifting for a while because I would find so much (laughs) that I loved so I haven't been into it lately but we have a really great thrift store here on post they they have tons of stuff and rotate it all the time we also have a ton of hand-me-downs I feel like kind of gradually we replace some of the the hand-me-downs that aren't yeah. special, you know. Right. Most of our nicest furniture is mm-hmm. hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. I also love Target and TJ Maxx and all those places. Mm-hmm. I have always aimed for colorful furniture since we're always in Same. a house with white walls. Because I, I really never planned on painting. Every piece of furniture in my house is a color. I don't yeah. <laughs> have anything white. Um, yeah. A lot of what we have comes with memories of the place that I got it. I kind of try to get some kind of decor from every place we live, like a painting or print of a Mm. landmark or my rug in my living room is one of my favorite things. And we got it at an auction in Atlanta. That's cool. A lot of our possessions are memories of places and people. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of how we keep our home special. I try to be really mindful of what I bring into my house, but you never know moving from house to house what furniture is going to fit Mm -hmm. and if you're going to need more furniture or, you know, every time you live somewhere, not everything gets utilized or at least not utilized in a good way. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll have just a random chair that's floating in the room (laughs) and I'm like, I hate this thing, but I love the chair and I don't want to get rid of it. It just doesn't have a place in this house. But give it a year or two and it'll be perfect. I'll obviously never get rid of the special things like handed down to me from my family. I have a chest of drawers that 
was my great, great grandparents from the mid 1800s. And it's beautiful and I'll never get rid of it. But most things I'm not super married to. So if we have a random desk that didn't fit or something, it was like, okay, whatever. Not that big a deal. I got it on Facebook Marketplace or it's from Ikea or something. I'll just flip it. So I'll just sell it myself because there's more desk in the world and this should go to someone who can use it. That's a good point. Looking around my house, I feel like it's split between furniture and things that I value and then the things that (laughs) I kind of think of as disposable. Like, have you ever been to a dirt cheap the store? Yes. They have okay. one in Fort Benning and it was amazing. Oh my gosh. I wish I lived close to one, but sometimes I drive an hour and a half to go to the ones here. But so I have a couple bookcases and a coffee table that were all like $8 at Dirt Cheap. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. One of them came broken, one of the bookshelves. Yeah. I just put something on top of that corner and it's okay because it was $8. Yeah. Set it on the curb because somebody else can use it for their weird corner. Exactly. You know? So that's the other thing is military neighborhoods are the best place to find curb stuff. Absolutely. And there are people from off post who, there's one lady in particular who drives around here every night before trash day. And she, she's almost stolen some of our riding toys before and people have had to oh, be like, no. that wagon's way. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. happened to me once in Hawaii. It was Halloween and we had this, thankfully it was a plastic Adirondack chair, not a wooden one. Oh. And so we took our daughter trick-or-treating. So I pulled the Adirondack chair to the um, end of the driveway and put our candy bucket on there. Mm-hmm. And so we walked, whatever. Well, my husband, I guess, gets home and brings in the candy bucket because it's the end of the night. Well, then all of a sudden, the next day, my chair is missing. And I'm like, what What happened? And then it was on my neighbor's porch, four houses down. Oh, no. And I never <laughs> had the heart to be like, hey, you totally stole my chair. Because she had to think that it was up for grabs. Oh, my gosh. I, mean? I, yes. I wouldn't have told her either because if that was me. No, I it's would, so awkward. I would have. That would be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. To I me. know. I mean, yeah. Really, but okay, well, I have another curb story too. This one's worse, not for me, for the receiving end. So I love rugs. I think rugs add such dimension to a room, texture, color. Like, you know, I like that it's soft, whatever. Anyways, I have this beautiful black and white rug. Mm-hmm. My dog had diarrhea all over it. I come home one day, Gross. dog poop all over it like I mean all over to the point where it's like you cannot get this clean like it's just no longer can you have it in your house yeah so I roll it up I walk it to the curb and I put it there and trash is in like the day after tomorrow but like I I don't have anywhere else to put it yeah so I just went ahead and put it on the curb someone got it and took it home no and I should have put on there like a sign, like a piece yep. of paper that was like, this has dog poop all over it. Don't take it. This is trash. But I just didn't think of it because in my mind, I'm just trying to get this out. I have a toddler who's trying to play and there's, you know, trying to clean up. And then I, and I was just, they I just was it. so crushed for those people because it's like, you know, <laughs> they got home and opened it up and was like, ah. yeah, <laughs> like just earth shattered, like. Not only do I not get this new cool rug, but now I have someone else's dog's poop like on my all up in my business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I like, hope that they noticed yeah. before they got it inside. So I know. I 
one time had to throw away an armchair because my cat had peed on it and like it it was not it was cleanable. Like too far gone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So but I put it on the curb and I taped a sign that said cat pee on it because <laughs> I did not want anybody That's to take smart. it. That's smart. That's smart. Now yeah. here there was a whole thing in all the Facebook groups where somebody put somebody had picked up a sofa from someone else, got mm. it to their house, realized it was full of bed bugs. And, oh no. Yeah, and then put it back on the curb. Then someone else saw it on the curb and came to get it. And so Oh my god, this is like sisterhood of the traveling bed bugs. <laughs> right? Oh my god. That's so awful. So the first people posted like first of all, I can't believe somebody gave me this couch and didn't tell me there were bed bugs in it. Second, whoever just grabbed it, there's bed bugs in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Yikes. What a terrible saga. Oh my God. Yeah. That's one thing. I don't like buying a lot of upholstered furniture secondhand because I'm always so worried about what's in it and not just bed bugs. Like one time we, I told you we get a lot of hand-me-downs. I wanted the love seat or something for a playroom when we were at Fort Benning. And so I asked my mom if I could have my great grandma's old love seat that was just like in my parents' basement or something. Mm-hmm. Well, this couch was literally like bought in like 1980 mm-hmm. and I was using it in 2018, right? So almost a 40-year-old couch and me and my daughter and my dog all got like really sick with allergies. Oh. And it ended up being from the couch that it had just so much dirt and debris and I mean, 40 years worth of stuff. And like, I'm sure like my mama like spot cleaned it and stuff, but it's hard to wash a couch, especially yeah. with that much history in it, you know? And mm-hmm. so we all, you know, took Zyrtec or whatever <laughs> and <laughs> threw that like threw the couch away and we all got better. And, I, and so now I'm like, I know there was no smoking in that house. I know that, I mean, I like ate on it as a kid. So I'm sure there was like Cheeto dust and stuff, but nothing major bad on it. And it still was making us sick. And so now when I see stuff, even if it's like beautiful, I'm like, is it worth it? Do I risk it for the biscuit? Like probably not, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's a gamble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be like the most beautiful, luxurious, hot pink couch of my dreams. <laughs> and then I would totally do it. But if you're not this hot pink couch, then like, nah, I'm gonna have yeah. to pass. I always tell people outside of this life that it's crazy how expensive moving ends up being. Because they'll be mm-hmm. like, well, the army pays for it, right? And I'm like, yes, but the army doesn't pay for me replacing my welcome mat or bathroom mats or the kind of stuff that I would keep using if we were still Mm going to live here, but I don't want to pack up my dirty welcome mat in a box. Um, And man, all that stuff adds up so much. If I feel Mm -hmm. like no matter how much stuff we have, we get in a new house and I go to Target and have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely those fresh things that you need to have when you move somewhere. Or like I need a different size uh, curtain rod. And curtain oh. rods are so expensive. If you yeah. get one that's actually going to hold up your curtain, it looks like nice. things you didn't realize were expensive as a child. Yeah. And you go to Target, and you're like, oh, I just wanted like, a, you know, five throw pillows for my couch. And you're like, okay, $150 later, mm-hmm. I cannot afford this, whatever. So hack for you, 
go to Walmart, the dollar store, wherever, and find like on clearance pillows or just be looking for that at the end of the season. Get the pillows that you like and are soft and order covers off Amazon. And then you can just change them out seasonally as your decor changes. I know when we PCS, I always kind of change things up or things might not go together in the new house that they were together in the old house because they don't fit. And so pillow covers are like one of my number one hacks to change up the space. That is really smart. So do not buy expensive throw pillows from Target. I'm sorry, Target, but like no no one on an army salary has money for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody has their thing that they like to spend money on and mine is my house. But I actually did a monthly budget and I broke it down per room because we bought this house. So it's a little like more extra than I probably would do on post housing. But I get really excited. It's so expensive and I can't afford to do it all at once. So each month I had the room. So January was getting my flower bed back in order. And February was getting the office done. So each month I'm able to do one small project and I can focus all my creative energy on that. I yeah. love it. And nice. you're uh, also more invested in this house because you're going to be there a while this time, right? Well, we thought that and now oh. we are oh, like no. potentially up for a PCS next summer. No. <laughs> yeah, which I think we'll, we'll get to stay. We're trying to work it out where we can stay here longer, but there is a possibility that we will PCS. And okay. so I'm like, I will have just got this house perfect by next summer. And then, you know, as I've said, I have a very like eclectic, unique taste. <laughs> and so I'm like, I hope someone wants to rent a house that has zebra wallpaper, that is rainbow, lemon wallpaper, donkey, rooster, whatever wallpaper, you know blue walls pink walls I've always wanted to live in this wonderful colorful place and I did and now I'm like well I hope someone else does too so if you're listening to this and PCSing to Fort Stewart soon and you want to live in like Wonderland I got you well so I said that because I think this is going to end up being the longest we've stayed in one place we'll have three maybe four years and so Definitely when I got here, I was like, okay, I need to do some projects now right away and so I can enjoy them the whole time. And now all of a sudden, two years has flown by and I haven't done all the stuff that I thought I would. It's feeling really good right now because like you said, I always feel like I finally love my house right when I'm going to leave. And usually Mm -hmm. we move every two years. So I'm like, now I'm getting to like the second level of like Mm -hmm. really organizing. Yes. Yeah. Getting rid of some of those. You don't have the luxury that civilians have that you stay in one place for so long that you can really utilize your space Mm -hmm. and make it serve your family. I'll never be that person. I know my personality is never going to get there. But you you mentioned the floating chair. I feel like everyone has that that piece of furniture that, yeah, that never fits, but you love it so much. And, you know, Brian wanted me to get rid of my kitchen table. And instead, I have it like crammed in there. It's really too big for the space (laughs) because I'm like, I love this table. And if we were normal people who didn't move every five minutes, I would have a house that could accommodate my table, right? you know, or I would have gotten rid of it and bought something that I love for the space. The space, yeah. I love our house on post, but we don't have much closet space. Like we don't have Mm -hmm. a walk-in closet in our bedroom. So it's hard to find 
where to put things. And, Mm -hmm. but again, I didn't want to get rid of all that stuff because if it was my forever house, we would have the closet space. Yeah, it really is a struggle. And I think too, especially when you go home or you go into your civilian friend's houses, like my sister lives nearby and she's lived in her house for eight or so years. She's going to live there for longer. And she has progressively decorated her house over the years. And the things are really nice and more expensive than what I would buy. And like things fit spaces perfectly. She doesn't bring them into her house or put them up if they don't go there. I can't do that because we don't have that time. So you just kind of cram everything in, put stuff up on the walls. She's still putting stuff up on the walls eight years later that are like perfect. And it's magazine worthy. Whereas I'm like three days in, got you know bag of nails <laughs> in my pocket. I guess this is going to go here. You want a space to feel like home and you don't have time to wait eight years. If we waited eight years, I'd be decorating our apartment before we got married. (laughs) Yep. We've had six houses since then. Yeah. And the other big thing is I would buy furniture that looked Mm -hmm. good in the house. Our house in El Paso was so like bright and sunny and light. And Mm -hmm. I love heavy fabrics, dark colors, big gold picture frames. And so my furniture looked so weird in this house, but I obviously wasn't going to replace anything. For sure. We talked a little bit about painting. So let's talk more about that. So with painting, I just go grab a color that I like. I don't try to think about it too much because you can really spend a lot of time agonizing over the perfect color Mm -hmm. and it's easier to just slap it up on the wall. Uh, This is the first time that I have ever used any of the peel and stick wallpaper and I love it. And I was really surprised at how easy it was to put up. I know. It's so much easier than people realize. Because for sure. the The only other wallpaper experience I had was when I was a kid, my mom put some up. And it was like, it was traumatic for the whole family because they're like trying to match the patterns and use the glue and, but the peel and stick is really nice. I feel like so many people, when you talk about peel and stick wallpaper and I'm talking about it a ton, especially on my Instagram and people are always like, oh, I would never, I remember doing it once as a kid and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've come a lot a long way since like 97. Like this ain't your mama's wallpaper. Like (laughs) just go to Target, get some pill and stick. It's going to be great. I will say if you're going to put up pill and stick wallpaper, you still need to prep your walls beforehand. Mm -hmm. So I learned that the hard way. It was before I knew much about wallpaper. I mostly was putting like contact paper on like furniture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was comfortable with that. And I was like, okay, Fort Benning is a place where I'm going to put pill and stick subway tile in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I did that. It looked amazing, whatever. And then I come time to peel it off. Well, whatever wall paint they used must have been flat or eggshell finish oh, no. because it ripped it all off. Like no. it was so bad. And so I've since then learned if you're going to put up wallpaper, you should use something that has at least satin or a high gloss. So when we moved into our house now, it was beige and stuff, which is like not my vibe, but I painted the entire house white satin because I knew I wanted to put up wallpaper and I wanted the wallpaper to come off without ruining the walls. 
Uh-huh. So if you're going to put up hill and stick wallpaper, you're going to have to paint anyway <laughs> if you don't want to ruin the walls. So learn from my mistakes. <laughs> and I think a really good hack is putting hill and stick wallpaper on things that aren't walls. I've seen um, people do like the backs of bookshelves and stuff. Yeah. Anywhere you can put pill and stick wallpaper, like, yeah, I'm going to put it there. <laughs> I, in one house, wrapped some canvases in just like fabric. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, she bought a cool looking shower curtain and wrapped it around a giant canvas. And it looks so <gasps> I cool. I did that too. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had this huge space in my last house that it was two stories tall. It was a stairwell, but it opened to the like living room and so I ordered a shower curtain that said howdy 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 oh, I've <laughs> seen that okay yeah and my dad and I built a frame for it and we just wrapped it around like it was a canvas and now it's on my patio at this um house and it's so cool it's this huge you know four foot by five foot frame I just think it's so cool because when you entered my house or you come onto my patio it's like howdy 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 (laughs) well and that's what I was gonna say is that that's a really cheap way to fill up yes one one of those white walls one of the good things about moving all the time is that I'm always purging because when you're faced Mm -hmm. with putting something in a box it it, all of a sudden is much less appealing but one time one of my relatives came to visit and so we're, we're talking about all of this decorating and we're talking about how a lot of people just don't decorate in yeah. housing. So even when I just do a little, my house looks a lot more decorated than some mm-hmm. other people's houses. So I, I felt like my house looked awesome. And he, he came in and he looked around and he's like, I guess, <laughs> I guess moving all the time, you don't really have much stuff. Oh. I, he was just making an observation that we didn't have a lot of that clutter. We didn't have a lot of that decor collected but it really hurt my feelings because I was like I don't think you understand how decorated this is (laughs) for happy life I even have curtains up like yeah that's true yeah I know sometimes people come to my house and uh, I think get maybe a little overwhelmed (laughs) because they're not used to it because I don't like clutter But if the walls are cluttered, that doesn't feel cluttered to me. If I have wallpaper and the walls are blue and I have tons of stuff hanging up and, you know, it just feels cozy to me. But Uh it's like if you live on post, like I have a friend here who lives on post and she hasn't hung anything up. And when she came here, she was like, please don't take this the wrong way. But I feel like I'm in Alice in Wonderland. And you're like, that's the best compliment. Like, that's exactly what that's, I wanted. Oh my, that's literally what I said. I was like, you could have not said something nicer to me. Like that is the exact vibe I yep. want. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Lisa, shout out Lisa. I hope you listen. She sa- says like you, like decorating is her hobby. And she yeah. grew up a military kid. So she's always been adapting and moving houses and stuff and she has a more a more neutral aesthetic I think like mm-hmm. not that anything is boring but when the farmhouse stuff was really in she had a really yeah. cool farmhouse look and now every once in a while she posts pictures of her furniture finds and stuff and I I love which this kind of ties in with the episode we're going to do about like finding your place and making yeah. space for yourself, creating hobbies. And so I know a few people who one of their things that 
that gives them joy is making the process of moving and decorating a hobby and a joy instead of Uh a chore. Maybe that's one reason why I enjoy Army Life so much. Because someone, I think, asked in our Facebook group, how do you decorate knowing that it's temporary? How do you find the motivation? And honestly, that motivates me so much more because I don't have to worry that I'm not putting the things up in the right place. Yeah, it's just like, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just move it. No big deal. And we're going to move soon. And, you know, it's, I look around and I just feel inspired because it's like, what can I do now? I want my space to be reflective of my family and be an efficient space for my family. I've talked about my daughter's autistic and I try to grow the space with her. So in Fort Benning, her room, she didn't have a bedroom. She had a sensory room. That wouldn't have worked for every family, but I try not to like, just because this is a bedroom, it doesn't mean it has to be a bedroom for my family. Yeah. I was going to say, especially when you end up in historic housing, like oh, for sure. at Fort Benning, because there will be like weird nooks and crannies. Yeah. And use those too, however, is going to benefit you. So when we were at Fort Benning, man, that house, I really, I guess, just like hacked my way to living there because <laughs> we had a pretty good size master closet and I took out all of our clothes. I put them on a standing rack that I bought off Amazon in our bedroom and I made myself like a mini home gym. And there wasn't a ton of room in there, but I had an elliptical, a really small size rower, and then the squat assist machine. And there was enough room for me to go in there and do all those things. And it had a window so I could look out into the neighborhood. And it was the most healthy I've ever been in my life. It was like really cool. And I'm sure my, my, all of my clothes being in the middle of the bedroom was a huge eyesore, but like, (laughs) I don't have people in my bedroom. Right. (laughs) That's one part of my house where I don't show and take people. My bedroom's usually a disaster because I'm like, oh, someone's coming. Let me just throw all this stuff in there. (laughs) Me too. We, we should have had someone really type A come be on this so that, (laughs) cause we're, we're, oh, Mandy, I wish she could be here with us. They live here on post, but the house that they were assigned didn't work for their family. Like you're saying, it was on the busiest corner in any neighborhood on this post. And she's got three little kids. It just didn't feel safe. And there were other issues too. But so they're moving to another house on post and she's taking that opportunity. She was like, I'm getting rid of everything. I'm just going to start over. And so she... All of her big furniture. She sold on Facebook. She gave a lot of stuff away. Really did a huge, huge purge because the house that they're moving into is much, much smaller. And so mm-hmm. she's she's going on a minimalist journey, basically. And she's like, I'm being really intentional about what I bring in. I'm yeah. moving my stuff slowly so that I am not just going to shove everything in there. And especially since they're so busy with the coffee shop and everything, oh, she's like, sure. my my house needs to be simple and yeah. stress-free and easy and, to maintain and take care of. Yeah. Right. And she was like, we're yeah. never home in it anyway. So why do we need more space? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think about that. Like every time I come home and I get bags out of my car and I'm bringing them into the house when I'm walking to my garage to go into the house. And I always have this moment where I'm really aware of what I'm carrying in my home. And does this deserve to go in there? I'm so dramatic. Mm. But the less you buy, the less you ever have to throw away. And I'm not trying to be like all hippie and save the earth, but I also am kind of be like trying to be like that. 
but you know, I'm like, do I want to have to get rid of this? Do, do I like this decor and this stuff enough Mm -hmm. that I will move it to the next place that it will last with me? Will it make it there because it's durable and because I love it and it'll transition as my style and stuff Mm -hmm. evolves. But yeah, every day. I mean, a lot of what I'm carrying in is food because we eat a ton. (laughs) So like not a big deal. But you know, the rest of it, even if it's clothes or anything, I'm like, this is more laundry for me and this is Mm. more space and this is more things I have to take care of. Does it need to be in, in my home? And at Mm. that point you've already bought it, Margo, you're bringing it in. (laughs) I need to have this realization when I'm at Target, but at Target, I'm just black out and I'm like, that's beautiful. It's pink. It's sparkling. You know, so I'm working my way there. I know my shortcomings. Right. So like you said, it's kind of the less stuff you have, the easier it is to say no to more stuff. Like yes. if if everything you have is perfect, you don't want to bring something imperfect right. in. And so that's every once in a while I Marie Kondo my clothes and I only keep yes. what sparks joy. And I I it's so much easier to get dressed. I feel like mm-hmm. I have more outfits, but then yeah. I shop and I gather and it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I've never made it past the clothes step of the KonMari oh, really? method. So yeah. I want to do it for my whole house. I I also feel like we should say, because we're talking about like curating and getting rid of stuff. That's a really privileged. Absolutely. That's a really privileged position to be in. Not everyone can just get rid of stuff. And mm-hmm. so I think the other important strategy of being a military family is repurposing. And from the beginning, I have bought all of our furniture in my favorite colors so that Mm -hmm. it like we can mix and match. Mm -hmm. And so maybe this chair is in the bedroom sometimes, maybe it's in the living room sometimes, or Mm -hmm. like you're talking about contact papering a table. Um, If you can't think of a way to repurpose something and make it work, one of your friends is going to know how. And yeah, Again, even just like some paint. And I love in military neighborhoods, if you can't afford to go buy that can of paint, post in your neighborhood group and be like, does anybody have paint they don't want? And I guarantee Mm -hmm. you five people will hand you a gallon of paint that they don't need. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing is asking for what you need. If you... If you're looking for a kitchen table, post that you're looking for one and somebody somebody mm-hmm. has one they want to get rid of. I always try to think to repurpose things and how can I make them fit the new space? So if I'm, you know, changing the color of a bedroom because other furniture fits and our last furniture didn't, then instead of getting rid of like not stain or something, okay, I'm just going to go get a can of spray paint and mm-hmm. make it match. There's so many ways to change up what you already own without having to buy new because that's not affordable or sustainable. Another easy way to update things is just with textiles, just a tablecloth over that ugly table. My mom Mm -hmm. used to get these like unfinished plywood side tables and just put a a cute piece of cloth over it. And then it looked like a nice, nice. Yeah. I bought these really small round side tables from Facebook marketplace and they were pretty beat up, but I got matching ones for $20 Mm -hmm. and I got a 70 inch tablecloth and draped it over it. And so it goes to the floor 
but like looks so fabulous and vintage. Yeah. So we've talked about some changes. So using wallpaper, contact paper, you can paint, take off doors to create spaces for yourself. Something else that you can do to change up spaces is change light fixtures and to change out your kitchen faucet. I've never changed lot fixtures in an on-post house. Yeah, I haven't either, but one of my friends did, and her house looks really cool. I know. I love do-it-yourself projects, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's legit electric work. Like, I could kill <laughs> myself, so maybe I shouldn't. My dad's like a handyman. He can fix anything, do anything, and I was telling him at Fort Benning, our faucet didn't have the sprayer, and that's so unfortunate, and so I was like, it's so hard to do dishes. I really want the sprayer. So we got a $40 faucet from Amazon. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, it's real easy to do, blah, blah, blah. Alex goes to change it. And he's like, what were the directions? And I was like, well, first, my dad said, you got to twist it. And then it comes off. And that's literally all I told him. <laughs> and he was like, what kind of Eastern Kentucky holler directions are you giving me right now? And I was like, I don't know. My dad just said you turn it and it lifts off. It come off. And he was like, Margo, listen to yourself. So not a good day in our marriage, but we survived. And he did it. And I got my sprayer kitchen faucet. <laughs> So I usually replace the shower head in our master bathroom Mm because it just makes everything feel better if you have a nice shower head. But when we moved from Savannah, the movers packed up the old one before I could switch them back. And I didn't really think about it even until we were actually moving out. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I guess I have I'll leave this one whatever. And then I get the itemized receipt of things that they charged us for. And they, they kept my nice shower head and charged me for their crappy one that I had lost. And if you were the person doing the inspection, wouldn't you be like, I have to charge you for the shower head. Do you want to keep your really nice one in here? Yeah. So I will never forgive that Balfour Beatty employee ever. (laughs) I will carry this this bitterness to my grave. What we have learned is that you hold grudges and I do (laughs) a bunch of stuff to embarrass myself. Like each episode, I'm like, let me tell you how dumb I am. And you're like, let me tell you how mad I am. (laughs) Yes, I've left a a story of rage behind at every post. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I I think if I have to give just one takeaway tip, to everybody about making military housing work, I think it would be keeping an open mind about the purpose Mm -hmm. of the item, being open to putting it in different places, because there's a table that is in my dining room right now, a little side table, and it's been in my living room, it's been in a hallway, It's and it was hard for me at first to kind of unlock, like, this is not just the the table that goes behind the couch. This is something that I can use for other things and buy things in your favorite colors so that they can all mix Mm -hmm. and match. Yeah. I have the same thing. I have a a rule for myself that I made like four years ago and I only buy things in pink, red, blue, or green. I love it. And then neutrals. And you're like, that's all the colors, (laughs) But, (laughs) but I don't use yellow. I don't use purple and I don't use orange. That's like, Pink, red, blue, green. Everything in my house is one of those colors or black, mm-hmm. white, or gold. Everything in my closet is those colors. 
and I do not stray and I'm very eclectic and, you know, kind of over the top with my style. So I think all those colors go together. I put them together. And so (laughs) all of my outfits are those colors. And that's just what works for me. I would never buy something that I loved if it was purple because it's purple and that's not going to work for my space. And, (laughs) you know, that's just... I feel like one way that I am keeping this simple, it doesn't fit. I don't want to have to get rid of it. I don't want to create waste. I don't want to spend money that I don't have. Yeah. I think just to echo what Kathleen said, like my biggest tip is to tap into your creativity and really try to make things work. Take the doors off, make rooms be other places that, you know, they weren't intended to be. Spray paint your furniture. I'm always trying to reduce, reuse, recycle. I don't have an unlimited budget to do all these things. So yeah, I try to do it yourself a lot. And if I don't know how to do something, I'm sure there's a YouTube tutorial for it. Absolutely. I hope you guys can take away some tips from this and uh, not just the lesson that me and Margo like bright colors. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Check out our Facebook group. It's called Small Army, the Household Six podcast community. And we'll be talking with our other friends about their biggest tips and I hope you'll come and share yours too yeah for sure like Kathleen said you can find us on Facebook at Small Army the Household 6 Podcast Community you can find us on our website at household6podcast.com and on Instagram at household6podcast and like we always say strive to leave your duty station better than you found it Household 6 is signing off 